Salutations, my friends. And thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noisera, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer. And I have titled this episode, Free Speech Flops, Medical Martial Law, and Techno Environmentalism. Why? Because we're going to be going over a whole lot of different things in this episode. It seems like the mandatory vaccination debate has stirred millions across the country. That's right. People are getting really freaked out about the idea of compulsory immunizations, mandatory vaccines. We'll be talking about that, as well as the fake Russian collusion hoax, how that's all flopping, and more all throughout the entirety of the episode, uh, as well as the Pentagon authorizing $1 billion for border wall construction. Now, before we actually get into uh, this week's podcast episode, I have a few updates, a few things I want to tell you guys about. Uh, I'm announcing a partnership between the Free Thought Project, and I will be laying that out in next week's episode a little bit more clearly. I just want to let you guys uh, know with this episode to be on the lookout for that. Uh, also, make sure you're paying attention to our exclusive membership. We're going to be producing a whole lot more content, or at least uh, extra content, on top of what we're already doing, if you can believe it. Right? Like we're not doing enough. Also, part two of four of the eight of the eight hour series uh, that we did with Adam Nix and JC Abbott of the Wayfinder podcast is now available. I'll put that in the link in the description bar below so you guys can check it out, as well as the special transmission that we did with Taylor Kopp of Social Emotions. Uh, clearly, we have our work cut out for us, and we're always trying to do everything else that we can uh, to improve our work. Two more things, and then I'll kickstart this episode for you guys. Uh, after this week, we should be back to our normal podcasting schedule, but I will be taking on new projects and recruits, so our posting schedule may be a little wacky, a little wonky, so just be on the lookout for that. The last thing, uh, I will be at the Mindful New Mexico conference uh, April 20th here in New Mexico, meeting with like-minded conscious uh, entrepreneurs, artists, musicians, writers, and everybody else uh, that's out there. I'm really fired up. Uh, but this is what happens when you start linking up with people around you and trying to uh, amplify the work that everybody else is doing. It truly is an honor to be involved in all the things that we are doing. And I wish I, uh, <laughs> I wish time didn't go so fast. I wish we didn't have to move on to so many different things as we continue to evolve. Uh, but with that being said, if you guys want to help the operation, think about becoming a Patreon exclusive member. Other than that, let's kick Darth the show. Salutations, my friends, and thank you for tuning in to another edition of Factions of Freedom. I'm your host, Noise Era, Freedom Faction, whichever one you prefer, and that's right, I have a whole lot of different things to talk to you guys about. I will try my hardest to keep it on the rails. <laughs> we'll see how well that goes. There are a lot of different things to talk about in this edition, that's for sure, as always, we typically do. But... For some strange reason, it seems like, uh, maybe it's me, seems like these days a lot of things are hitting home, starting to make a lot more sense, even more sense than they made back then when we started all this before. You see, we live in very interesting times, no doubt. I have a lot of different projects personally that I'm working on, that you guys have had the uh, honor to see and hear me uh, tease. You've heard me talk about and work with so many great people that it really does blow up my mind. You know, back in the day, they used to have these things called little black books where you kept all your important contacts. I wonder what my little black book looks like. Not my phone, 
Not my black mirror, my little black book. They say your friends are a reflection of you. Interesting. You know, on Instagram Live and everywhere else, it seems that the camera shows up. You guys see the real me that truly sees past all the politics uh, and just like transcends all this stuff. And it's wild. It is definitely wild. Your host is uh, eccentric, let's say that. We got a lot of different things to talk about, you know. <laughs> As always, we are we're, we're expanding, we're growing, reaching new people all the time. Uh, I'm frustrated at myself that I can't. Like I wish I had like my own TV station or internet radio station, not like on the Wake Up Radio because they do a fantastic job already, but a separate one. I don't know, maybe something similar to Paradox Radio. You see see why I'm so frustrated? Because we already had the idea looking this far into the future because we knew we were going to begin to produce produce so much content uh, that we were going to need some kind of roulette, some shuffle thing to where we can just keep putting stuff up there and keep people informed the same way we do with the page. You hear me doing it? You hear me projecting, speaking things into existence? That's the only reason I'm frustrated. It's because I'm trying to do more, and I don't have all of the thing, all, all, all the tools and the resources and the wherewithal to do so. Or maybe that's it. I already do have those tools and the wherewithal. I just need to pull it together. Kind of like this show. It's kind of why I was saying maybe I try to keep it on the rails, and we can actually have a pretty pretty fantastic show. But uh, we'll we'll see. <laughs> We will see. I got to laugh. I got to have a good time. I got to get into the groove of things because, you know, yeah, times are crazy. Uh, and I wouldn't necessarily say they're, they're bad or they're chaotic or they're evil, but I would say times are crazy. Time is in a undifferentiated state. It's very fluctuous. If that's even a word, it's fluctuating. Uh, and it's, 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 it's crazy. It's phenomenal. You know, you hear me all the time talk about things like Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Years ago, you asked, I, I tried to figure out how we would get there in such a short amount of time. Well, we see it happening right now. The, 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 the rapid deployment of information, the social engineering, the mind control, the brainwashing, the conditioning, all of it. All of it. The peer pressure, the political correctness. We'll be getting into this. Uh, Donald Trump signing an executive order for free speech on campuses. You know, and something rubbed me the wrong way as soon as I saw that. And I'll tell you why. Because no law can give you freedom. And any law that gives you rights can have those rights usurped by that very same law or another law. You see, you are endowed by inalienable rights by the creator from who you come from. And you guys may have noticed on Instagram Live, we get a little esoteric and mystical and spiritual with you guys. We get a little, a little bit more interpersonal than we do over here. Here we stick to the politics and the agendas and everything else that's going on. That's why, that is why it's imperative to really look at the amount of content and the work and the diversity that we do to appeal to different versions of you, or at least different versions of our audience. We have people that are here for the politics. We have people that are here for the religion, spirituality, for the conspiracy. Uh, for the agendas, for the science, you name it, for the psychedelics, we're, we, we have it all. For the activism, for the research, for the work, for the magnum opus. We have a very, very, uh, very, very broad and diverse audience. Uh, it's very crazy. Very honored to be here. 
And with that being said, let's start this episode. So recently, and we'll, we'll get into all this stuff that's going on uh, in New York and stuff like that later on, uh, but I wanted to start out the actual episode talking about free speech flops, this Jesse Smollett fiasco, uh, how the yellow vests are at week 19, this fake news Russian collusion thing, how it flopped, and so much more. Article 11 and 13, how the EU is beginning to ban memes. So this, this idea of free speech, this idea of being able to say what you want, you see laws literally being drafted to garner your speech, to, to, to regulate your thoughts. This is, this is beyond 1984. This is obey big brother. This is, this is conditioning. You see, I don't have a post for the Jesse Smollett fiasco because I didn't take the time to post about it because we all knew it was a flop. We all knew it was a story. Right about weeks ago, whenever that all started, I looked at it and I said, why am I, I'm not even going to post the, I'm not even going to waste your guys' time with this. Yes, racial attacks do happen, but no one's going to throw a, throw a, a noose around your head and let you walk away. They're going to kill you. Unfortunately, you got a lot of racists out there that will string black people up. This MAGA, this MAGA country, boy, that's what they say. You got to understand we're in an incendiary time period. They're trying to incite violence. They're, they're trying to stoke the flames. They're trying to get us at each other's throats for any reason possible. In a world where, time, where, where people are becoming streamlined, automated, not thinking for themselves, absent of individual thought, the most radical and individual thing you could do is think for yourself. Have free thought. Break the chains and actually do something with yourself and don't fall for every type, of, every type of mainstream media trickery that's thrown at you. You see, you've got to understand from, from, the, from the Covington kids to Jesse Smollett to, to Charleston a few years ago. I don't want to say uh, the Ferguson riots because that was something else entirely. But you've got to see the pattern that they're trying to put out there to create this perception of chaos. This perception of, of intolerance, indifference, of hatred, of negativity, of pessimism. Yes, it is there. People do have those thoughts, no doubt. But it's not as prevalent as, you, as, as, as mainstream media would have you believe. And to a degree, some of alternative media as well. I believe that even though it's our, our role to look at everything else that's going on outside of alternative media, I also, or mainstream media, I also believe that it's our role to present different alternatives. So let me, let me talk about this Jesse Smollett stuff and how we completely forgot about the Yellow Vest protesting the globalization of their own country. And that's how fast it happened. Okay? And this is what I tell people all the time. When you were focused on that kid, that Covington kid, the kid with the MAGA hat, right? Uh, you had world leaders meeting in Davos, Switzerland, talking about global inequality. That's right. You had the 1% talking about, hey, what are we going to do with these poor people? Now, here we go. Jesse Smollett's here, and what's happening? We're talking about free speech. People don't see that. You're looking at the left. You're looking at the right hand while the left hand's about to just smack you across the face and take your rights. Americans have become too brain dead. Americans have become domesticated, pacified. Why do you think, audience, and I tell you to stay so vigilant? Why do you think I tell you to remain vigilant because your adversary, the devil, Roams about like a lion seeking whom he may devour. And how many people do you know that have bought the Jesse Smollett story, the Russian collusion story, Covington kid story, anything mainstream media says? How many people do you know that have fallen for that? Oh, 
my bad. They still believe that the government wouldn't do that to them, so we should just let them <laughs> live in that live in that level of ignorance. And it's crazy to me. Uh, maybe that's because I have this state of radical, always rebellion. People, I don't fall for the cognitive dissonance. I think like, all right, if I fall for this, what are these people going to do at that point? Blah 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 blah. I analyze. A lot of people don't analyze. They take things at face value, and then they get duped, and then they wonder, well, what? How did I get tricked? You fell for it in the first place. You let somebody else dictate how you were supposed to feel and what you were supposed to think, and that was the first deception. Let me get into this article right here. CNN, MSNBC, and all the fake news media must be held accountable for misleading the American public over phony Russian collusion narrative. Attorney General William Barr told Congress Sunday that special counsel Robert Mueller did not find collusion between the Trump campaign and the Russian government, destroying two years of media speculation and bad reporting. Two years. For two years, we, we, we had to put up with this. I didn't. We didn't. For two years, we were over here talking about Agenda 21 and the technocracy, talking about the, the, the corporatocracy, talking about how many other countries or, or companies are getting involved with our, with our government. I wasn't talking about Russian collusion. I was literally talking about the globalization that's happening within America. But the rest of America that was subjected to this, they need to be owed an apology. But that's the even crazier part. Just like this Jesse Smollett situation, they're beginning to double down. They're saying, you know what? Yeah, we lied. So what? Big, big whoop. Want to fight about it? Like that guy from uh, Family Guy. Let me get back into this article. It's uh, from Jeffrey Greider of now, of now the End Begins. We put this up March 25th. It says, for two years, CNN, MSNBC, and the rest of the fake news media assaulted their listeners' eardrums with the endless and phony narrative that President Trump was guilty of Russian collusion, treason, and about six other crimes. Every single one of these fake news outlets didn't just repeat the same story. Their talking heads repeated word for word the exact same script and, and all, in all in effort to poison people's minds that Trump was guilty. As we found out this weekend, none of that was true. Not one bit of it. So what should happen now? The real fruit of the Mueller investigation is that it showed, America, showed the American people that the mainstream media in this country cannot be trusted. This was simply... This was not simply bad reporting or biased journalism. This was an orchestrated attempt to use the freedom of the press to intentionally deceive. There was collusion, but it was collusion of the liberal media between themselves to lie and deceive in an attempt to destroy an ex a legitimately elected president of the United States. I call for an immediate investigation into Hillary Clinton's connections to Russia, Fusion GPS, Comey's investigation of Hillary Clinton, Loretta Lynch's secret meeting with Bill Clinton on the tarmac a few years ago. I remember that. I hope you guys do, too. Hillary's illegal email server. Yeah, we, we, <laughs> it was in the WikiLeaks. Uh, and just for good measure, a new investigation into the four dead Americans in Benghazi. Remember those guys? We sure do. Let the games begin. And I'll be getting into an article later on, too, that talks about this and why it's so important that we call these people out. Rand Paul called for an investigation as well because this this is i don't want to say it's treason because you know then we start going down this 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 crazy route of uh usurping people's rights it's it's crazy the levels at which all of this is operating um as well the same way i started with saying the same way they can give you a right they can take it away uh, and it's the same thing with this a lot of what i think this is is a long-term plan uh to take away free speech so that they can only have the, the, the authorized 
obey big brother government company line like i was watching uh what was it i was watching running man with arnold schwarzenegger it's like an early 90s movie i think and uh there was a scene where one of the main prota- or main antagonists calls up the justice department entertainment division and so then the justice department says yeah we can get you this guy blah 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 you know they have him sign a contract once they capture him and then they put him in the running man which is this tv show and and, and i keep seeing this consolidation of power that's that's kind of where i think a lot of this leads to uh, but let me get into this real quick uh, instead of forecasting into the future. Right here, Rand Paul wants Obama officials investigated for inventing Russian conspiracy hoax. This is by Max Slavo of the Sons of Liberty Media. We put this up March 27th. It says, most Americans have heard by now that the inquiry of Special Investigator uh, Robert Mueller into the Trump campaign's ties with Russia during the 2016 campaign election was a giant failure. While leftists and the media lost their collective minds thanks to a narrative they invented, Rand Paul suggested that Obama officials should take a turn in the hot seat. Senator Rand Paul is called to the Justice Justice Department uh, to investigate the Obama aides who forced the false claims into the minds of the public using propaganda and brainwashing tactics, according to the Washington Examiner. Paul used Twitter to call for an investigation of those responsible for the, quote, Russian conspiracy hoax perpetrated on the American people. Others have called for a probe into Hillary Clinton's campaign and Barack Obama's administration for alleged attempts to spy on President Donald Trump during the 2016 campaign election. And this is true. You can look into it. It's the FISA Act, uh, the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act. It's where Obama was still in office. It's like that transition time whenever he was president-elect Donald Trump and Barack Obama was still president. He signed the FISA Act that allowed him to spy on Donald Trump uh, and, 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 and other American people as well and i don't know the the specific details about it too but there was apparently funding that went into that uh that shut down all these other overnight uh uh, trendy so-called media operations that help perpetuate this agenda and so again what we're talking about at another level is just that uh, uh, obey big brother you know where your talking points coming from you're only having it come from the media Alternative media not being able to have a have it have a turn all this other stuff all of this plays in part you see They do not want people to be able to investigate things to influence others and talk about this type of stuff It's really really deep Uh, But let me get back into this article right here. It says Trump campaign pollster John McLaughlin believes it's it is past time to get it started too. quote I'm very concerned that it's becoming more clear that the Obama administration was able to obtain a FISA spy warrant to to spy on our campaign based on phony opposition research from the Clinton campaign. Having federal law enforcement spy on his presidential campaign based on phony campaign research is really distressing and the true untold story, he said. Uh, In retrospect, we now know this is one of the worst transitions in American history. Former Bush White House Press Press Secretary uh, Ari Fleshler told the Washington Times, quote, on the surface, they played nicely and they said nice things, but below the surface, surface, it is clear several people in the Obama administration were doing everything they could to leave time bombs behind that would, de- that would detonate around Donald Trump and his administration. The bigger picture is that had this gone sour than it already has, the Obama in- administration could have ignited a war with Russia. And I think that's something to highlight. While everybody else knows that this is, uh, 
this is nonsense, that this was just, you know, a big nothing burger in the, in the, in, in the words, I don't think it's Don Lemon, uh, but a big Russian nothing burger because they all knew. But the idea was to hype and stoke the populace, to get people so riled up that they, that, that, that the idea of anything that makes America great, anything that has to do with, with, with trying to get us back on course, unity, that's a problem. You're Russian. You see, it's the same thing that I've experienced growing into this. You're a troll. You're a shill. You're a Zionist. You're an agent. Why? Because I'm not talking about what you're talking about or you're not doing anything else. You see, the entire American people have been radicalized. Some people have literally been put into a state of subservience to where they don't even vocalize uh, their political feelings, what they would like for the country, what they would like for their kids, simply because of how, how, how far this pushed us to the brink. Our entire country is, was at each other's heads. It's not even about Donald Trump. It's the fact that they literally radicalize people, you see. And so this is, this is now the current culture. This is now the current climate where we can make baseless accusations. We can live in this lawlessness, this chaotic period, and not seek retribution. But I doubt that. I doubt that. And I don't follow the QAnon theory, but one of the QAnon theories that I did notice way back then is that they said there were going to be charges, that people were going to be locked up and going to Guantanamo Bay. Could this be that time period? Could QAnon be right? Who is QAnon? I don't know. But you see the stage being set for possibly people being locked up. That was uh, the creepy porn lawyer, Michael Avenatti, right? Trump's creepy porn lawyer. He's, he's getting locked up. Look at all the other people that are getting locked up. The arrests are coming, and I am very curious to see what happens. So just as far as this being like a free speech flops, you know, I don't think because we're going through things in a rapid fire manner, I don't think people really get what's going on. This 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 thing was it was a waste of time, waste of money. Don't even get me started on that waste of resources. How many people? Oh, man, how many people have suffered due to this? Like It's crazy. It, it, it truly is. And now we have uh, now we just have people doubling down on the story, still trying to find clues looking looking to make stuff up and who knows at the end of the day is this really where we should be focusing we see outside forward interests coming into our country trying to usurp us demoralize us destabilize us and any idea like again think about that people are so radicalized and in this state of of, of cognitive dissonance um, and irrationality that they literally want trump to have connections to russia they want our country to be infiltrated. They want our country to be bought off. They want for us to, 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 to be in this state. That's the even crazier part is that they can't even see how their, their, their psychosis is truly detrimental for everyone involved. And if we don't, if we don't join into this, this collective fantasy, this collective delusion, this collective hype, we're considered Russians or we're considered what bigots, whatever, whatever, whatever. So it's not even, it's, it's not even the fact that this was a revelation that people understood the Russian collusion hoax was just that, that Robert Mueller got nothing. It's the fact that the damage is done already. We can't get back those two years. People are still radicalized. They're not going to, they're not going to turn away. They're not going to want to see, well, what was the truth really about? They've already invested themselves so much in this so-called civil war, uh, this attempted coup, 
that they have got to double down. And so now, now that they've been radicalized, right, like a gang without a leader, you're going to start seeing what's going to happen. And that's the even more dangerous part about a lot of this, you see. So I, I, I just think, again, that is stuff that we need to, we need to pay attention to. People don't see how that's going to have a long-term effect. Well, I can tell you we're already in that long-term effect. Could we go another two years acting like this? We couldn't. We shouldn't. And that's the other part. But uh, let, me, let me get into this right here. Uh, a dark day for the Internet. Now that we've realized the Russian collusion was a hoax, and this is the importance of alternative media and people thinking for themselves and doing their own investigations, but check this out. It's a dark day for, the, for Internet freedom. EU approves rules to create online censorship machine. Uh, basically, with Article 11 and Article 13, the EU is beginning to ban memes. They want to literally take away your ability to create something funny, something informative, and something creative. Because when you do that, and I've been talking about this a lot lately, when you do that, you're literally capturing information and then allowing essentially an entire podcast, an entire book's worth of knowledge to be shared or to, or to be distilled. You have got to understand that this is digital book burning. You see, you would not tell you we are in the modern day renaissance and that the internet is that vector point and we're able to manifest a lot of, a lot of beauty through it. They see that. And the even crazier part is you've got old people who don't even know how to make memes banning the idea of them because they want to control you. They don't want you to learn yourself. They don't want you to liberate yourself or liberate others. They want to control the flow of information. Let me get into this article. It's from Common Dreams. It's by Jake Johnson, the staff writer there. We put this up March 26. It says, despite wide, widespread grassroots opposition, the EU Parliament Tuesday approved sweeping copyright rules that critics warn will spawn an internet censorship machine. NSA whistleblower Edward Snowden decried the vote, tweeting in, in German, quote, never forget what they did here. Quote, outside Europe, friends of the internet will have to brace themselves to push back against copy, copyright maximalists uh, attempting to extort their terribly directive, their terrible directive to the rest of the world. This is said by Danny O'Brien the the, at the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation. In a blog post, Danny O'Brien, international director of the Electronic Frontier Foundation, called passage of the copyright rules, quote, a stunning rejection of the will of 5 million online petitioners and over 100,000 protesters this weekend. That's right. Over 5 million people over 5 million people signed the petition saying, no, do not do this. Over 100,000 people showed up over this past weekend to protest this, and they still voted to do it. That's what I mean by overwhelming authoritarian dystopian, dystopian dictatorship. They do not care about the will of the people. These, this is a runaway government. This is a corrupt government. Because at another level, it's not even the, gov the government. It's, it's parts of the government who have signed over to the larger agenda, to globalism. Maybe if we have time, we'll get into stuff like that. But continuing on, it says the European Parliament has abandoned, uh, has abandoned common sense and the advice of academics, technologists, and UN human rights ex experts and approved the copyright in the digital single market directive in its entirety, O'Brien wrote. There's now little that can stop these provisions from becoming the law across the land of, of Europe. Julia Retta, a German member of the European Parliament, uh, an outspoken opponent of the copyright directive, said it is a dark day for Internet freedom after the rules overwhelmingly passed. Articles 11 and 13, the two most controversial components of the copyright overhaul were left unchanged after the MEPs 
voted against following amendment that would have, have removed them. Quote, today's vote is a major blow to the open Internet. This directive positions the Internet as a tool for corporate profits, not for people, said Open Media Dire Executive Director Laura Tribe. Quote, by approving Articles 11 and 13, the EU Parliament not only rubber-stamped bad legislation, but also ignored the voices of millions of its own concerned constituents. As The Verge's James Vincent reported, uh, Article 11 lets publishers charge platforms like Google News when they display sn snippets of news stories. Uh, while Article 13, renamed Article 17 in the most recent draft of the legislation, gives sites like YouTube new duties to stop users from uploading copyright, copyrighted content. Remember last week I told you guys that the eventual goal of this is to, like, next it's going to be link tax. You see, that's why it's important that we come up with our own pictures. That's why a lot of what I am doing is original content. You don't see me hopping on YouTube, pulling all kinds of videos, taking all kinds of clips from, from everybody else. I, try to, I really try to minimalize that. I really try to use a lot of the open source stuff, and, the, and you know they're coming for that too. But this is it. This is what they're doing. They want to tax us, regulate us, out of the ability to share information because <laughs> they see what it does. They know what it is. They know what this does. You see, and that's something that a lot of people don't really get. There's, there's, there's power in words. Like, think about it. Just the other week, whenever we had the, the whole shooting in New Zealand, look at how fast that legislation went through. Look at how fast they, they, they banned the assault rifles. They are looking for reasons to take speech. But this is what I'm telling you. You have to look at how this is a multipolar, a multipolar world order. They'll do it in New Zealand one week. They'll take the guns in New Zealand. Then they'll take the, 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 the speech in, uh, or they'll take the memes in Germany. Then they'll take the speech in America. Uh, but they'll give all the power to China because China doesn't have any of those things. See that? Check this out right here. And this is, uh, this is the crazy part about it. If, uh, if you guys want to know more, go check out that article on our page uh, and go do your research because I can assure you they're already working on it here. But the other week, Donald Trump, signed an executive order for free speech, protecting free speech on college campuses. And as I said before, this was this is a red flag to me. I think this is a good thing. Currently, this video has 13,000 views on the page. Uh, this is a great idea in concept. But anything that can be given to you by the government can also be taken. As I said before, no law can give you freedom. And I want to congratulate everybody, everybody for being here. You have just a tremendous future ahead of you, and this will make it a lot easier. And you get that point of view across. And listen to the other point of view. Maybe you can be changed, and maybe not. I doubt it. <laughs> but maybe. You never know. And you know what? If you can, that's okay. And you'll change them, too. You're going to change them, too. But ultimately, it brings people together. So congratulations. I'll sign right now. Thank you all for being here. Yeah. And so you have Donald Trump uh, signing this executive order. Uh, we put this up six days ago. It says President Donald Trump signed an executive order on Thursday requiring colleges that receive federal funding to comply with the First Amendment's protection of speech. 
the executive order declares that 12 federal grant agencies and the office of off and the office of management and budget be sure that any colleges receiving research or education grants are upholding the freedom of speech and the principles of free inquiry it will not apply to student aid conservative speakers on campus are regularly canceled due to what essentially amounts for to hecklers uh, vetoes and right-wing students having have faced severe bias since the since against them and since 2016 basically uh, the president invited students on the stage to share their stories after being silenced uh, or having their free speech restricted on their college campuses prior to the signing including a young woman who was barred from handing out valentine's day cards with christian messages on them quote you refuse to silence you refuse to be silenced by powerful institutions and closed-minded critics the president said to every student and every young person here today and watching don't let anyone stop you from doing what you know is right from asking questions from challenging the powerful or from speaking your mind that's a primary reason we're here right now trump added never ever quit never give in and never back down keep standing up for your values for your classmates and for your country i say power to the people power to the people and this is this is why it's important like yes they can take your rights but it's also important to stand for them to fight for them it's the same thing with your beliefs your values those all have to be tested and so lastly i want to close out this this segment with this video that we kind of went over last week as well about how Nancy Pelosi wanted to lower the voting age to 16. Essentially what I'm trying to do with this segment is show you how they are radically trying to not necessarily indoctrinate or inculcate, but inform the next generation uh, that a certain viewpoint will be tolerated and that they want to start early. They want to start programming the kids early. They want to start being able to reach them early. They want to be able to politicize, sexualize, demonize, do anything. They want to get your kids in the arena, the public arena that we are in right now, at, as, as fast as possible. And at a certain level, when you hear them say, uh, Trump's a Nazi, Trump's a Nazi, Trump's a Nazi, some of this is projection, but at the same time, some of this is conditioning so that we don't really necessarily notice uh, when authoritarian or dictatorial dictatorial things happen okay you have a lot of people uh who 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 are patriots who are blind loyalists who not who would not be uh the equivalent of the ss but give it time that's all i'm saying look at how radicalized people like antifa are uh, what we would consider the left it, oh, these people today imagine how radicalized they are give it a few years you see, I played for you videos of people at, at abortion rallies that are beating people up. We've played for you countless videos of just fights. Like, so again, with the Jesse Smollett situation, that was that was meant to incite violence. That was that was synthetic. That was created for you, because we have played real hate crimes. We have played real attacks. We have gone over it. You see, but that's what I'm saying. This is what that Russian collusion hoax did for two years. Where do you think they will go from here? But like I said, I'm going to play for you guys this clip of Nancy Pelosi saying, yes, you know, she's thought about lowering the voting age. So when you have kids that are in high school, let's just say this David Hogg character from the Parkland shooting, right, who immediately wanted to go for your guns as soon as his classmates were killed. Instead of mourning them, he wanted to go straight into the political arena. What happens if they lower the voting age for people like David Hogg and then he begins to radicalize other kids who have never shot a gun? to come take yours. Just something to think about, but uh, here is Nancy Pelosi saying we're collecting thoughts about lowering the voting age. 
myself personally, I'm not speaking for my caucus, I myself have always been for lowering the voting age to 16. I think it's really important to capture kids when they're in high school, when they're interested in all of this, when they're learning about government to be able to vote. That is, that is not necessary, you know, in other words, some of the priorities in this bill are that uh, transparency and openness and accessibility and the rest. Uh, that's a subject of debate, but my view is that uh, I would welcome that. But I've been in that position. I myself, she would. personally, I'm not speaking for my caucus, I myself have always been for the voting age to 16. I think it's really important to capture. She would. I don't know why that was uh, giving me some hassle, but yeah, she would. Low information voters typically uh <laughs> they like they they like the glitz and the glamour and i'll say this and then we'll take a quick break uh nancy pelosi and alexandria ocasio cortez are getting the butt heads i think everybody here sees that and I've, i spoke about that with uh Lori alexander whenever we were talking about the Christchurch shootings about how dangerous alexandria ocasio cortez is and how she was literally put there to do exactly what she's doing she's carrying out an agenda as are all these other people they're following a script and I hope you good people can see that. But what's going to happen is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to get into this 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 medical martial law situation that's taking place in, in, in New York and Rockland County. Uh, scientists calling to end genetically modified children, Amazon banning vaccines and all this other stuff, documentaries, Facebook deleting pages, and so much more. We're going to talk about what's going on with the medical martial law when we return. Ladies and gentlemen, don't go anywhere. This is Freedom Faction on Factions of Freedom, and we'll be right back right after this. Salutations, my friends. I'm here to talk to you about, that's right, CBD oil. CBD oil can reduce the risk of relapse among alcohol and cocaine addicts, and you know they're trying to flood us with both. According to a 2013 study published in the British Journal of Clinical Pharmacology, CBD was proven to have these benefits, relieving pain and inflammation, having antipsychotic effects, reducing anxiety, helping to fight cancer, relieving nausea, treating seizures, lowering incidences of diabetes, and also promoting cardiovascular health. Realize that in 2014, Purdue Pharma received FDA approval for an opioid drug that claimed to help curb the opioid addiction. This will actually help you curb your usage of opioids as well as your reliance upon them. And remember, guys and gals, stay vigilant.
Look at you. You're still here. No way. Thought I scared you off. <laughs> I scare people sometimes. They say I'm intimidating and I don't try to be. I try to be a bear, a big old cuddly bear, trying to give you some love. Say, bring it on in here. Let me give you some loving. But I'm glad to see you're still here. Glad to see that you still got your wits about you. Glad to see that you're still paying attention. Glad to see that you're still on the right side of the ground, still trying to make peace. And with that being said, thank you for tuning in to this segment of Factions of Freedom. We're going to be talking about medical martial law. This measles, out, this measles outbreak in New York City has got the entire country fired up, which is good. And I'll tell you why. Because now we're having a discussion about compulsory immunizations, mandatory vaccines, things like the global health security agenda that Obama signed. We're talking about population control. We're talking about it. It's important. But first, before we do, let's talk about why this is so important. Uh, we, we went to break talking about low information voters, right? How they don't know jack squat other than what the media tells them and how they're supposed to feel that day. Realize it's the same situation across the board. That's why it's important to, to, to pay attention to these types of things. You have Facebook, Fedbook, not only becoming a mouthpiece for the globalists, right, but essentially becoming Obey Big Brother, telling people what to think, how to feel, garnering information. We had Christy Scar. We should have had Christy Scarborough of Corrupt Vaccines on Fellowship and Freedom this Sunday, but we've had her on two times to talk about her interactions with Facebook, simply trying to talk about that the vaccine inserts, the information regarding them. She had her attorney, T. Matthew Phillips. They sued Facebook. And they had to fight. There, This is it. This is why. This is why information is so important. If you guys haven't, check out that episode. Uh, with Christy Scarborough and T, and T. Matthews because that was a powerful episode. Not only do you get to hear uh, a, a, a lawyer's opinion, but you also hear a mother's opinion, not only on, on vaccines, but everything surrounding medical freedom and why it's important to take your health back into your hands. And it starts with this, with this type of stuff. No one's talking about why the diseases are resurfacing again, why, if anything, why immune systems are depreciating. None of that. No, just get more shots. Check this out right here. March 8th, Facebook steps up crackdown on anti-vaccine pages and groups. This is put up by Ricky Scaparo of End Times Headlines. Social media giant Facebook says it will remove groups and pages that spread misinformation about, it, about vaccines on its sites. It's the latest step Facebook's taken and others to try to stem the tide of misinformation on social media sites. Facebook said on that Thursday that it will take cue from the global health organizations such as the World Health Organization and the U.S. Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, which have publicly identified verifi verifiable vaccine hoaxes. If groups and pages spread those hoaxes, they won't appear in recommendations or in prediction functions when searched in Facebook. Ads with similar information will just be rejected, and the content, can and the content that contains uh, the, the misinformation won't be shown on Instagram's explore and hashtag pages. That's just one, right? Got Facebook deleting pages. Let's let's go to a more recent uh, a, a more recent uh, example of it right here. This is 
This is from the uh, the Free Thought Project. As Amazon fans, vaccine documentaries, things like Vaxxed, which you can find on Brighteon.com, uh, they're working on a part two, and you will have some people within the conscious community say it's controlled opposition. Uh, it's it's misinformation. I think with a lot of these things, there's no way we can go the full 100 because it wouldn't be able to be put out there. Simple as that. Uh, but the, 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 the fact remains the same. Amazon is banning vaccine documentaries and, and openly allowing child sex dolls to be sold on their website. You see. And what can be... Con- and we put this up uh, March 25th. It's by Matt Agarist of the, of the Free Thought Project. Uh, and what can be referred to as a modern-day book burning earlier this month, Amazon caved to pressure from politicians and began to purge information that challenged the established view on vaccinations. Multiple books were removed that promoted, quote, alternative cures for autism, as well as hit documentaries like Vaxxed, from cover-up to catastrophe, uh, regardless of how you feel personally about vaccinations, purging information in such a manner is alarming and should be cause for great concern. Last month, during the hysteria over the measles non-epidemic, the Free Thought Project pointed out how this hysteria was being used to make massive shifts in online algorithms as well as legislation. You see. So we again, we have this thing where they're just trying to tell you, hey, look, you're not allowed to think for yourself. You're not allowed uh, uh, to not take the shot. We're going to force that shot on you. We're going to inject you with it. You see, I'll, I'll read another one real quick, and then I'm going to tie this up uh, with, the, with the World Health Organization declaring that anti-vaxxers are one of 2019's greatest threats. Right here. This is from... Uh, DC clothesline, but it was reposted. It was, it's it, by the Free Thought Project, but it was reposted by uh, DC clothesline. It says, uh, as government pushes mandatory vaccination, contaminated vaccines found in three states causing infections. That's right. In Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana, they have vaccines that are literally causing infections. We put this up March 5th. So we kind of have like an idea of where, of what we're talking about, of where this is going, of why this is something serious where we're, we're not saying this just to make hype right no we're saying that there is something there why would they have a secret vaccine fund <laughs> why would they have a secret vaccine fund that 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 pays out people who were injured by this right here youtube begins shutting down revenue for anti-vaccine videos this was put up in february 25th it's by jason erickson Reposted by by the natural blaze. You see. More evidence of how this works. You see. Right here. <laughs> I'll, 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 there's so many different articles. I, I just want to kind of get this all lined up since we're still talking about it. Right here. FDA admits that government is recommending untested, unlicensed vaccines for pregnant women. Pregnant women are having untested and unlicensed vaccines. This is February 11th. It's from the Children's Health Defense. Thankfully, the good people over there at Collective Evolution put it up. Look at that. Wow. That is crazy. We even have a lawsuit to prove it. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to finish this whole bout of vaccine news with this right here to try to put my point into it, to, see, to, 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 to show you how these people operate. So back in February, start of the year, close to the start of the year, you had the World Health Organization 
saying that anti-vaxxers are among the top threats to global health in 2019. We put this up February 11th. It's from Sign of the Times. It says anti-vaxxers have been named one of the top threats to global health in 2019 by the World Health Organization. The anti-vaccine movement, joined by air pollution and climate change, HIV, and worldwide influenza uh, pandemic on the list released Monday, says that vaccine hesitancy, as the WHO calls it, threatens to reverse progress made in tackling vaccine-presentable diseases. The organization added in its statement that vaccination is one of the most cost-effective ways of avoiding disease. It currently prevents two to three million deaths a year. And after a and after a further 1.5 million could be avoided if global coverage of vaccine vaccinations improved. A report released last year from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention found that the number of unvaccinated children up to 35 months or older increased fourfold between 2001 and 2015. There are several reasons why people are reluctant or refuse to be immunized despite readily available vaccines. A vaccine advisory group to the WHO uh, listed some of the reasons as complacency, difficulty assessing vaccines, and a lack of confidence. I wonder why they would have a lack of confidence. Maybe if they actually looked at what's in the vaccine inserts from formaldehyde to aluminum to to, uh, just... You, chemical cocktail. That's all I'm telling you guys. Go do your research. There's a reason why people are hesitant towards it. Continuing on, it says there are 18 states that allow non-medical vaccination vaccine exemptions due to conscientious objector or philosophical forward slash personal beliefs. A survey from May 2018 found that found that support for vaccinations among Americans has fallen 10% in the last 10 years. About 70% said common vaccines such as for polio and measles are very important found the poll from the Research America and the American Society for Microbiology. This is down from the 80% who gave the same answer in, 2000, in, in November of 2008. According to the CDC, more than 90% of children under the age of three have been vaccinated for polio, MMR, uh, measles, mumps, and rubella, hepatitis B, and chickenpox. And more than 80% have received hemophilus, influenza, diphtheria, tetanus, pertussis, and pneumococcal infection virus vaccines. Uh, however, mounting distrust has led some parents to not immunize their children, in turn leading to outbreaks of diseases not seen in years, such as measles, whooping cough, and mumps. So because everybody else is sick, you need to get the shot now. Every, because everybody else is sick, you need, you, you, you're, you're being forced to take the shot. And now, in Rockland County, in New York, they are beginning to ban people, unva- completely ban unvaccinated children from all public places. Let's take a listen. A little crowded here today. Good afternoon, everybody. Thank you for being here today. In order to prevent any more children from falling ill with this dangerous disease, I am today declaring a countywide state of emergency. Effective at the stroke of midnight tonight, March 27th, Anyone who is under 18 years of age and is unvaccinated against the measles will be barred from public places until the declaration expires in 30 days or until they receive at least their first shot of MMR. Those under 18 years of age who are unable to be vaccinated for confirmed documented medical reasons are exempt from this declaration. That is simply the right thing to do. We believe this to be the first such effort of this kind nationally, and the circumstances we face here clearly call for that. 
Rockland will lead the way in service and safety to the people here. Here in Rockland County, we have now entered our 26th week of this measles outbreak. This is nearly six months of investigating cases, holding clinics, and giving vaccinations. Our Department of Health must be commended for their hard work and dedication to protecting the public health here in Rockland. And to be honest, without their efforts, this outbreak would have been far, far worse. By the numbers, last year, not just one, but seven unvaccinated travelers diagnosed with measles entered our county between October 1st and October 17th, leading to 153 confirmed cases. And this is the longest outbreak in the U.S. due to measles since the disease was officially eradicated in 2000. According to New York State Immunization Information Systems, only 72.9% of the 1 to 18-year-olds in Rockland are fully vaccinated against the measles. We owe this to the residents of this great county, so we never, ever have to go through this again. This is an opportunity for everyone in their community to do the right thing for their neighbors and come together. That's what this is about now. We must do everything in our power to end this outbreak and protect the health of those who cannot be vaccinated for medical reasons and that of children too young to be vaccinated and also those who are at risk, as I mentioned earlier. There will not be law enforcement or deputy sheriffs asking for your vaccination records. That is ridiculous. To repeat, that is not nor will ever be the focus of this effort. However, if you are found to be in violation of this declaration, your case will be referred to the district attorney's office. That just comes with the emergency declaration and is prescribed by law. Parents will be held accountable if they are found to be in violation of a state emergency. And the focus of this effort is on the parents of these children. We were doing quite well early on. People were getting it. They were understanding through the cooperation of folks. In so a lot of different stuff to look at there. whole lot of different things to look at. And I'm going to play for you guys uh, here shortly. Senator Rand Paul saying that we shouldn't trade our, 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 our freedom for security uh, regarding vaccines, our medical health freedom for the security of, uh, of vaccines. So what you heard there at the end uh, with the violation and how it's upon the parents, I hope you caught that. What they're essentially trying to say is that it, it's if the parents violate this, if the parents do not get their kids, uh, uh, <laughs> if they don't get their kids vaccinated, the parents will be held liable. And so then what happens whenever they arrest the parents and then the kid goes into the system and then he's forced to take the shot anyway in the first place, you see. And that's, that's the problem that I have with it. Uh, so you've, you've, for me, I guess, I read between the lines of what these people are really trying to say. Uh, but so that we can get this on record for everybody, uh, let me go ahead and pull this article up. It's, it's uh, from Activist Post. We put this up March 27th. It says a county in New York has completely banned all unvaccinated children from the public place uh, from public places. That's it, it, that's crazy because literally just the other week we talked about how uh, Italy is doing that, and so now we have the very same thing happening here. Italy began banning unvaccinated children from school. They're doing it in California already with mandatory vaccinations. Look into SB two seventy seven and SB two seventy nine. It's where they they mandate. Uh, vaccines for kill, for children in in in, in, uh, in preschool to kindergarten. They they mandate vaccines for the people that are working with the kids as well. And and I, and I know I have some people thinking, well, what's wrong with making sure everybody's healthy? Freedom. I'm saying go 
Go change your diet up. You see, you're trying to take that shortcut getting getting the sickness. Uh, I guess I come from the generation where it's just like, just get sick anyway, develop like an immunity to it, and then get over it. Don't be a pussy. Um, and now, that's not the case. Now, we have this hysteria where everyone else better get in line. This is that collectivist thought. Uh, but continuing on, let me get into this article. It says, one county in New York is taking extremely drastic measures in an attempt to force all children to get vaccinated for measles. Starting on Wednesday, any, ch- any child that has not received the measles vaccine will be banned from all public places. That means that they will not be able to go to school, to church, or to any store. In fact, just walking down the sidewalk would be a violation of this countywide state of emergency. Rockland County has essentially declared a state of medical martial law, and it is scheduled to last for the next 30 days. Rockland County declared a countywide state of emergency release relating to the ongoing measles outbreak, the largest outbreak since the disease was eradicated in the United States in 2000, according to officials. Effective at the stroke of midnight, Wednesday, anyone who is under 18, under the age of 18, and unvaccinated against the measles will be barred from public places until this declaration expires in 30 days or until they receive the MMR vaccination. So what has caused Rockland County to go to such extremes? And, and, and right now, as you guys are watching this video, audio listeners, this thing, ha- to get this on record, this has 21,824 views, okay, on just my page alone. That's how many people are aware of this. So in New York, you have mandated vaccines. And in New Jersey, they're trying to introduce a rain tax. That's, this is what I mean by authoritarian. When you look at stuff like the Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030 for Sustainable Development, where they're trying to transform the world, things like the Global Health Security Agenda that Obama signed into office, the idea is so that they can take away your, your ability to take care of yourself, to essentially become a serf of the state. You see, they want to go to the extremes. That's why they're talking. Let me, let me get into this. According to Rockland County Executive Ed Day, something had to be done because there have been 153 confirmed cases of measles in the county. And the penalties that will be imposed upon anyone convicted or violating this state of medical martial law are quite draconian. Anyone found in violation of the declaration could spend six months in jail and or a $500 fine, Day said. However... Day said the county is not looking to arrest people, but rather a means to grab the public's attention. So if you violate this, as I said before, if you if the parents violate this, they will spend six months in jail. Is 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 measles really worth six months in jail? What happens to the kids during that six month time period? Five hundred dollars for not taking a shot. They did that in Australia too. They started literally taking from people's paychecks who didn't vaccinate their kids it was like a fee a certain fee that people had to pay because they didn't want to subject their kid to the shots i remember too there was a whole uh, like, like last year we, we we covered a story where a mother went to court fighting her fighting her husband's decision to forcibly inject their child with vaccines the mother lost but it's just like this is this is it this is how they're doing. This is what happens when the fear monger goes into overboard. Mainstream media gets a, gets a wind of it, and they're like, we can work with this. Never let a good crisis go to waste. Uh, continuing on, it says, according to Day, county officials have been met with, quote, pockets of resistance from people unwilling to co- comply with health department advice, uh, and this played a part in the declaration. 
of course, other communities all across America will be watching to see how the people of Rockland respond to this declaration of medical martial law. If there is no uproar, it will set a very important national president a precedent, and inevitably other local governments around the nation will try the exact same thing. I thoroughly believe so, which leads me to my next point and my next video with the great Rand Paul. Yet it is wrong to say that there are no risks to vaccines. Even the government admits that children are sometimes injured by vaccines. Since 1988, over $4 billion has been paid out from the Vaccine Injury Compensation Program. Despite the government admitting to and paying $4 billion for vaccine injuries, no informed consent is used or required when you vaccinate your child. This may be the only medical procedure in today's medical world where an informed consent is not required. Now, proponents of mandatory government vaccination argue that parents who refuse to vaccinate, to vaccinate their children risk spreading these diseases to the immunocompromised community. There doesn't seem to be enough evidence of this happening to be recorded as a statistic, but it could happen. But if the fear of this is valid, are we to find that next we'll be mandating flu vaccines? Between 12 and 56,000 people die from the flu or are said to die from the flu in America. Yet it is wrong to say so we, that there are no risks. And so we put this up about two weeks ago. It's got 31,984 views on our page. It's by the good folks over there at the Free Thought Project. And you've got Kentucky Senator Rand Paul talking about this is, that we shouldn't do this. We should not do this. And then fast forward, they have to create a epidemic crisis in order to do this the same way they did in Australia to take the guns. Now they're taking your medical rights. That's why we call it medical martial law. They have to create an epidemic in order for them to come through and have, that's right, the ability to take your rights. Precisely. This is the problem reaction solution. You see. The problem is people are getting sick. The reaction is, well, let's just shoot up everybody. The solution is now we control the people. Not the sickness, the people. And I've done, there are, there are posts on the page, we've done episodes where it's just really look at what's going on in the vaccines and how they're not necessarily forcibly changing you, uh, but how there is, there's a lot of different curious things surrounding vaccines. And as I said before, why would there be a vaccine injury fund if there were not adverse reactions that were happening you see and just so we're since we're talking about this and get this on on record uh we put this up march 12th italy bans unvaccinated children from school italian children have been told not to turn up to school unless they can prove that they have been properly vaccinated uh, the deadline follows months of national debate over compulsory vaccination compulsory immunizations parents risk being fined up to uh 500 euro that's 560 here in america and if they send their unvaccinated children to school, children under six can be turned away. The new law came amid a surge of measles cases, but Italian officials say vaccination rates have improved since it was introduced. So there you go. Measles is the vector point. Measles is where they're allowing for these types of things to happen. So I just think around the board, we need to be extraordinarily curious about what's going on surrounding vaccines. We need to, we, we, it goes without saying, you're putting a chemical cocktail inside your body and you're asking me not to ask questions. There are people that are literally dying. <laughs> there, there, there's children that are becoming uh, 
paraplegics, quadriplegics from from this. There's children developing autism. There's all kinds of adverse reactions, and I'm not allowed to ask questions. I, I guess I'll take my chances. You see, and that's that's what I'm talking about. Health, medical freedom, being able to 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 take care of yourself. That's a very real thing. You know what? I, I didn't know if we were going to have time for this, but I want to play for you guys a quick clip uh, just so we can get this on the record. This is the double-edged sword that these people play with. Uh, recent information came out seven days ago about how Adderall increases the risk of psychosis. I told you. I don't want to say I told you, even though I just did right there, but I knew it. I knew it. Anything Big Pharma does, and, and, and if we, if, maybe if we have the time, I'll get into how, uh, per, how Purdue Pharma and the Sackler family are basically reaching a $270 million settlement uh, because of what they're doing. They're poisoning the population. They're killing people. I mean, look at what happened. Look at what's happening with uh, Monsanto's Roundup. They're, the second lawsuit against them, the one that, that they had to settle out, $80 million. And I'm not talking about Dwayne Johnson, the groundskeeper in California that received $280 million payout because he received non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, a form of cancer, from working with the glyphosate, working with the Roundup. There are stories of farmers who have, caught, or who have contracted uh, non-Hopkins lymphoma from working with this type of stuff. So this is this is big pharma. This is agriculture. This is all of it. When we talk about Bayer and Monsanto uh, merging together, I didn't get around to, to posting it on the page, but the the the, the yellow vest in, in France at the Monsanto headquarters there. Is that, I think either one of them, I think it was the Monsanto headquarters, they dressed up in bee outfits and began to deface the Monsanto headquarters. Good for them. Because they understand, they dressed up in bee outfits and they began to deface it, showing that the bees are being killed by Monsanto's Roundup. And it's the same thing with Adderall. It's the double-edged sword. But here, I'm going to play for you guys uh, this, this clip. In Health Watch, a new study showing a link between medication prescribed for ADHD and psychosis. The study was published by the New England Journal of Medicine. The percentages are very low, but it showed patients who are prescribed amphetamines like Adderall had a slightly higher risk of developing psychosis compared to those who receive other types of ADHD medication like Ritalin. Dr. Lauren Moran is assistant professor at Harvard Medical School and a psychiatrist at McLean Hospital. She's also the lead author of that study. So let's talk about this, uh, doctor. Just sort of walk us through the basics of the study. What did it conclude? So we basically looked at um, new users, people who were being prescribed these medications for the first time, um, and we compared um, amphetamines, those uh, which is like Adderall or Vyvanse, uh, to people who were prescribed methylphenidate, which is like Ritalin or Concerta. And we found that the Adderall-type drugs had an increased risk of uh, psychosis. Shocker. In Health Watch, a new study is shocking. Shocker. Uh, using the insurance records of nearly 221,000 ADHD patients, Dr. Lauren V. Moran, a, a psychiatrist and assistant professor at Harvard Medical School, uh, showed that patients who, pres who were prescribed amphetamine-based ADHD drugs uh, like Adderall developed more cases of psychosis, a group of symptoms that include delusions, hallucinations, and a loss of touch with reality. In the study, one of, the, one of every 486 patients on the amphetamine-based drugs developed psychosis, whereas only one in 11 
146 only methanated-based drugs like Ritalin had the same outcome. So basically, they're poisoning you. That's that's the simplest way to say it. You, that's the simplest way to say it. You want me to put it in a a a, a more clever fashion? They're poisoning us. Simple as that. And so this leads me to my next article uh, that I want to close out this segment with. You have scientists from around the world calling for an immediate halt to genetically altered children. This is by Derek Bros of the Activist Post, but the good people over there at Natural Blaze reposted it six days ago. Before I get into this, would I talk about things like designer babies, Gattaca, genetically altered children, and things of this nature, the transhuman agenda? This is it. They're poisoning the already existing generation here, the already living humans. Uh, this is this is why the 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 abortion thing was so important, truly, uh, because you know if they're not trying to terminate them in the womb, they get here and then they shoot them up with all these vaccines, uh, and we see the autism rates just spike, and it's crazy. Uh, you know, I have a, <laughs> I was at um, I was out to dinner the other day, and you know, that was just we were we were waiting to be seated. We were waiting to be seated, and you know, you just look around at people while you're waiting. Because I'm one of those weird people. I don't, you know, sit on my phone because I only use my phone to do this type of work. I don't use my phone for literally anything else. So I'm not going to sit here in public and try to try to do this. But I'm watching as I'm waiting to be set. I'm looking at obese people, looking at you know really really fat people, looking at unhealthy people. Uh, and one of the, th- and I, I, I shouldn't say this, it's a common sight. I think we all see it. You know, the person that's got like that hat, the sideburns, the big belly, the glasses. You know, we, we all know. It's like, it's a, it's a literal type. But I think the thing that caught my attention as to why I'm telling you guys this story is there were, there were, there were, I think, two separate, yeah, no, there were two separate families that each had autistic children that were at uh, where I was. And I think the reason that caught my attention is because I guess I don't expect to see that many autistic children uh, in one area. And then on top of that, too, you also have a, you have a, a, adult people who are autistic as well. And so this is this is becoming a thing. It's not only the vaccines. There's a no, there's a number of of, of, uh, of peculiarities surrounding this whole autism debate that I think requires a lot that, that requires a. A, a, a much more focused, much more attention than we're, than we're giving it. Uh, and this is going to be an epidemic. Autism rates are spiking. And, it, and, it, and it's with everything we've talked about here, from the glyphosate uh, to the chemtrails to the GMOs to the vaccines to all of it. They are already genetically altering you. So whenever they're saying that we don't want genetically altered children, yeah, that's a very real thing because gene therapy is where we will go into the future. When I tell you that transhumans are the only thing that will be allowed into the, 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 the technocracy, that's because normal humans that come from a mom and a dad that haven't been genetically spliced, altered, or modified, that is the future. When we had that Chinese scientist, Xie Jinku, come out and tell you guys, yes, I am making Chinese children, girls, resistant to AIDS. Think about that. Then he just disappears. The Chinese government says, look, this guy acted on his own. We're, we're going to basically disavow everything he said, you know, but 
we're, we're not working on it. And then a week later, they released that they're working on, on clones for dogs. Yeah. Okay. What I'm trying to tell you guys, and you can, and I, and I remember posting a video about this too, because of the damage that, that, that Monsanto's roundup has caused in Argentina, children are being born deformed. They are already genetically altering us. And that's why, again, our health has to be so on point because they are trying to poison us. But let me get into this article right here. It says, scientists and ethicists from around the world are warning of the consequences of failing to implement a temporary global halt on gene editing of human eggs, embryos, and sperm. In a letter to the journal Nature, 18 scientists, 18 scientists and ethicists from seven countries called for a global moratorium on the type of gene editing that can result in genetically altered babies. The letter was prompted by a 2018 announcement by a Chinese scientist declaring the birth of the world's first gene-edited twin babies, as I, as I just mentioned with you. The 18 signatories of this call included scientists and ethicists who are citizens of seven countries. Many of us have been involved in the gene-editing field by developing and applying the technology, organizing and speaking at international summits, serving on national advisory committees, and studying the ethical issues raised. Fears of designer babies have been on the rise in the last decade as scientists move closer to producing embryos which have been genetically modified to produce children with specific desirable characteristics. This vision was once exclusive, once the exclusive domain of Hollywood movies like Gattaca, but now a future where parents are able to pick and choose exactly how their child's genes express themselves is eerily close. This is why they're pushing things like three-parent babies. You know, this is why they're pushing things like ectogenesis, gametogenesis, uh, b babies in a bag. I talked to you guys about how I watched that episode of Grey's Anatomy, and that was the whole thing. We're having babies in a bag. We're, gro we're growing babies in a bag. This could save reproduction. So let me get this straight. I'm going to go ahead and pause right here. Let me get this straight. You want to sterilize us, take some of our genes, and then grow a child from that? That's unnatural. Why not just let us have intercourse? Why not just let us do the, do the damn thing? Nope. Science and government have to get involved, and that's the dangers of it. That's the eventual goal of, of it. It starts with this. They're going to start saying, hey, your womb is hostile. We don't know if you can have kids, but we have this tertiary treatment called ectogenesis, where if you just give us a little bit of sperm, a little bit of eggs, oh, a little bit of your DNA, we'll put it inside this bag, we'll shake it up, you know, like it's, uh, like it's shake and bake, boom, boom, boom. Hot dang, there you go. Here's your baby. Now give us $500,000. Oh, you don't want it? Well, I guess we'll just eat. You see? So then whose, whose baby is it? Is it the company's? Is it yours? What is it? And I know I'm crazy, but how far off are we from this? Let me finish up this article. It says specifically, the group is calling for a moratorium on germline cells, in this case, egg or sperm cells that can be inherited and could, quote, have permanent and possible, possibly harm effect, harmful effects on the species. Quote, to begin with, there should be a fixed period during which no clinical uses of germline editing whatsoever are allowed, the scientists write quote, as well as following or as well as allowing for discussion about the technical, scientific, medical, societal, ethical, and moral issues that can be considered before germline editing is permitted. This period would provide time to establish an international framework. From that point on, individual nations will choose their own paths. The scientists predict that some nations may choose to continue a moratorium indefinitely or a permanent, permanent ban. 
I don't think so. And this is how it works. They have to say, we're not, we can neither confirm nor deny that we are making super soldiers. But look at the rock. We can neither confirm nor deny that we're making uh, uh, giants. Look at Chris Hemsworth. You see. And I know that's just like a Hollywood example of it. But you see how they have to casually disclose this type of stuff to you. And this is just with the genes. We're not talking about super soldiers where you're, you know, putting some kind of bio implant chip into you and you just have super strength. We're not talking about that, even though it's very real. What we're talking about is the ability of them being able to design a entire life, how the genes express itself in the womb and then letting it play out. They're trying to play God. And you have scientists saying, we need to call for a moratorium on this because it's extraordinarily dangerous. If we do not, we are going to have an entire race of, of super soldiers, of super people, people, of transhumans who are just the epitome of human, but they've lost all of their humanity. They've lost all of it. You see. So then we, 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 we come full circle to this like weird Greek Roman thing to where it's all about the physical flesh and to where we try to become demigods ourselves. Truly is fascinating seeing history like repeat itself like this. It's scary and dangerous, but it's also fascinating to see well, well what was what was real? What is real? What is normal? You see. So medical martial law leads to all of this. What happens whenever they literally sterilize humanity, scramble the minds of children, but still have to continue this thing? Hmm. Well, I suppose we'll figure all that out along the way. But what's going to happen, gang, is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, apparently the Pentagon has authorized $1 billion for border wall construction. And Apple has finally announced that they have their own credit card. Isn't that great? I wonder if you can, if you can <laughs> and I make jokes about this, I wonder if uh, I can get an iPhone and then put it on my Apple credit card's credit. <laughs> and that's just, that's just crazy. Uh, but truly what we're seeing is the rise of the corporatocracy, the technocracy, you see. And they have certain, uh, certain, cer- certain guidelines as to how they would like the future to look. Very, very dangerous, this abyss, this cliff we're staring off. It's very, very dangerous, and, it's, and, and I am extraordinarily curious to see where it goes, but I also don't want to see it advance any further. So this is the paradoxical state that we're in, and that's why we have to do everything within our powers to make sure that we get there consciously, because if not, they will turn us into monsters. And, this, and, and I'll, I'll say this, and I'll close out this segment. This makes me always, genetic, genetically modified children always makes me think about, you know, stuff like the days of Noah, Nephilim, giants, uh, demigods, what, what are he, gods, little g, what, it, what is that? You know, the mutations. And that's another thing. Why did X-Men talk about that? The X gene and how, 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 they, how they can modify that and how it can express themselves, you see. And we're only truly looking at things in a corporeal way. What happens when people start messing with the, with, with the genes? Will we still be able to, 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 to have that spiritual component? There's so many other questions that all this stuff starts making me think. And I hope it's got you thinking as well, gang. But what's going to happen is we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to be talking about some more of this good stuff and a little bit of some other things as well. That's right. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back right after this.
And thank you for tuning in to the final segment of Factions of Freedom. Brought to you by, that's right, me. Because I'm here. It's me. This is my show. I don't have a guest. I'm not interviewing somebody. It's just me. And you. And history. And time. And the Lord God Almighty. The All-Father. Thank you guys for being here. It didn't scare you away? You still here? All right. That was me knocking on wood. Hoping that you'll still stick around. Thank you for being here uh, as we make history and talk about it. Because we do have a lot of things going on. It, it truly is a, a, a beautiful time to be alive. And it's also very dangerous. And this is why I tell you guys that we have to be conscious of the things that are going on. Because you see them trying at every single angle to stop us. Now, we, took, we, we, we went into the break thinking about genetically modified children, genetically altered children, and why that's important. Well, the kids have to get here. That's the first thing. We got to get them here. We got to make sure those kids land safe. That it is a safe landing for the kids. And check this out. Ohio has withdrawn all funding from Planned Parenthood. We put this up March 26th. It's by Ricky Scaparo of End Times Headline. Planned Parenthood clinics across the state of Ohio have been receiving notifications from the Ohio Department of Health informing them that their state funding will soon come to an end. The notice comes following a federal appeal, a federal appeals court ruling earlier this month that insisted there was nothing unconstitutional about a 2016 state law that bans the state from allocating preventative health dollars to any organization that performs or promotes non-therapeutic abortions. A non-therapeutic abortion is defined as a termination that is not medically necessary, i.e., what many would term abortion for convenience. The, la- the letters stated that in that the funding would cease as of April 20th. What's funny, strange about that is that's 420. And I will be at the Mindful New Mexico Conference. This was a unintentional plug. I will be at the Mindful New Mexico Conference uh, linking up with local entrepreneurs, local activists, uh, and just beautiful people all around trying to do exactly what I keep telling you guys doing, that we're building, we're growing, we're expanding, and it's all thanks to you guys' help. Uh, so that was definitely something that I did not mean to go into, but let's get back into this article right here. According to Cleveland.com, last year, ODH granted some 600000 to Planned Parenthood clinics for services that included the STDs, uh, CD control program, and the minority HIV forward slash AIDS initiative. Planned Parenthood executives reacted with fury, quote, Ohio continues to put politics over people, putting them at greater risk. This isn't about politics. This is about life-saving health care, said Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio, CEO Iris Harvey, according to Planned Parenthood Advocates of Ohio. Of the 26 locations across the state, three provided abortions. However, under the Hyde Amendment, these clinics were not permitted to receive state funding even before the 2016 measure was passed. They are funded by Planned Parenthood of Greater Ohio and Planned Parenthood of Southwest Ohio region. So essentially what I'm trying to illustrate by going into this is that we have to make the world habitable for the next generation that comes. If not, we have failed them. With Governor Ralph Northam saying that he wants to keep the children comfortable. He wants to keep the baby comfortable. I, uh, he's only, he's, he's literally only telling you how these people think. He's literally only telling you like 
yes, when we harvest them, we have to keep them comfortable because we're taking the organs. It's really, really, it, it's, it's not my line of work, I'll tell you that much. Um, and what I'm really trying to illustrate at the end of the day is you see this war for the future going on, and the children are the, are, are the agents. Uh, this is, if you, if you ask me what I consider techno-environmentalism, this is sustainable development. This is what happens whenever you have machine, corporate corporations and machines, AI, running things, allocating funds. You see, we, were, we're, we have to live in perfect harmony, perfect synchronization with nature. Which leads me to my next story. What is, <laughs> what is nature? What is natural? Is a wall natural? You see, now that the kids get here, that they're born here, what will we... What would we give them? And for audio listeners, what I'm setting up, I'm going to play for you guys a, a quick clip of a news reporter talking about how uh, the Pentagon has authorized $1 billion for the border wall construction. Uh, the news anchor that we chose for this, uh, he's got this crazy S-E-G, a eating grin on his face as he says this, but uh, let's take a listen. Also new this morning, $1 billion will soon be used to start the construction of a new barrier of the U.S.-Mexico border. Pentagon notified Congress yesterday that the money transfer has been approved. Democrats on the Senate Appropriations Committee have sent a letter to Acting Defense Secretary Patrick Shanahan objecting to the redirecting of funds. Yes, so essentially what we're beginning to talk about is the construction of the wall. The Pentagon is behind it. My, my whole stance with the wall is not only can they keep the migrants out, but it can also keep the Americans in. We have a new migrant caravan heading this way. So, and this, uh, this is where we start to talk about, again, Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, Agenda 2050, the Green New Deal, uh, the Socioeconomic Reformation, the Fourth Industrial Revolution. Uh, you, there's, there's, there's so much that I have to discuss that I cannot fit it in just this segment alone. So uh, just to get all this stuff on record, it's important to talk about it because essentially what we're getting around to saying is you see them creating this world government. You see them erecting this, this, this mentality. Uh, you see them pushing for so many different things that I think a lot of people kind of get overwhelmed. Uh, as I said before, we had two years of Russian hoax collusion and the, and the border wall being built. Those people, since the start of Trump's uh, election, since Trump got in the office, you heard people saying, oh, I'm going to leave America, blah, 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 blah. It's like, do it then. But they never did. And so instead of leaving, they brought the radicalization here. I don't know if you guys ever saw that one video of uh, Lindsay Lohan speaking like, like it, it, being like, speaking, I don't, I don't even know, like Arabic and trying to kidnap a child. That was one of the people that said they were going to leave. Look what happened to her. She's over there on something else entirely. But my point is this. We're, we're, we're seeing, because everybody's coming online, we're seeing these, these ideologies kind of contest for dominion. And I say that uh, because Facebook recently banned white supremacy groups or white nationalist groups uh, because they don't want hate on their platform. They don't want that kind of talk on there. But you see this idea of the global citizen being erected, being constructed. Uh, corporations, these big tech giants, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, Google, Apple, they have more power than your government. And so they are beginning to dictate what is the new, what is the new America? What is the new 
uh, perception of America. What what is this? So in order to do that, while things are happening here in the three dimensional world, they have to mess with your perception in the mental world. I'm sure you're wondering, well, how does this all pertain to the wall? They, one of the common arguments you'll hear as far as the wall is, we're not a nation without it. We have to be a country. A country has borders. A country has walls, ideas, boundaries, barriers. That's not the idea that they want to put out there. The idea that they want to put out there is that this, 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 this version of collectivism. What's mine is yours. What's yours is mine. Communism, socialism. You see, the idea of a barrier uh, promotes security, promotes privacy, promotes individuality. They don't want that. But what's going to happen in the future is you're going to have these bastions, these areas, uh, the same way that Donald Trump writes this executive order for free speech for campuses, you're going to have areas throughout the world that will have little bits, little itty-bitty bits of freedom that have to be defined. You see. So it, it, is, it truly is fascinating to see all this stuff go down. Uh, but for the record, let me, let me read this just to get this on the record. And we put this up March 26th. It's by Sign of the Times. It says the Pentagon notified Congress Monday that con- Monday night that it has authorized the transfer of $1 billion to begin new border wall construction along the U.S.-Mexico border, drawing immediate objections from Democratic lawmakers. A Pentagon budget reporting a reprogramming notification sent to Capitol Hill on Monday and obtained by CNN indicates that up to $1 billion will go toward building 57 miles of fencing, improving roads and other measures on the southern border. The Department of Defense authorized the, the Army Corps of Engineers, the very same people that helped construct the, the Dakota Access Pipeline, uh, to begin planning and construction for the project Monday night. The department will, will direct the funds toward 18-foot-high fencing along Yuma and El Paso section of the border, according to a letter acting Secretary of Defense uh, Patrick Shanahan sent to Secretary of, Defense, uh, Secretary of Homeland Security Christi, Christian uh, Nelson. In February, Donald Trump, President Donald Trump declared a national emergency in order to funnel billions of dollars to wall construction. As part of his announcement, he directed the use of counter-drug counter monies uh, to partially fund new wall construction. I think it was Senator Ted Cruz that put that out there. He said, you know, some of the, from some of the money that we're confiscating from people like El Chapo, why don't we use some of that to build the wall? It was like one of the good ideas he actually had. Under the national emergency, other funds can also be direct dedicated to the building, the wall, and related infrastructure, including military construction funds. Uh, but yeah, just to get that on the record, this is the response that we're getting. They are going to go ahead and build the wall, but what does that mean? You see, and and if you ask me, I really think the wall symbolizes a lot of like progress that a lot of globalist progress because you see them doing things in conjunction with the building of the wall. Certain mindsets have to be established, and then they, they add a few extra feet on there. It's crazy, the correlation uh, between the state of our mind and the state of our country, the state of the Union, and the construction of the border. And that's just, it, it, I, I truly find it interesting. You see, but there's, there's, there's a correlation there. May not have the proper vernacular to explain it, but there's, 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 there's something there. And so, mind you, we're in 2019, the idea of globalism is being put out there, nationalism is being contested, uh, whether or not you're allowed to be patriotic. I think, it's, I think it's clear to say that we're in the throes of the New World Order. We're able to see how they're, they're, they're trying to take over our country, our mind, and thus the future. One of these avenues is through the cashless society. 
through money and how they uh, they have us forever chase it. And what I'm trying to say now, the same way that you have people clamoring for status, clamoring for identity uh, with with the iPhone, with the, with with Samsung, with the tablets, with the Galaxies, Android, you now have Apple unveiling its own credit card, the Apple Card. Apple just announcing Apple Card. This is a next generation sort of digital credit card done in partnership with MasterCard and Goldman Sachs. The company is saying it's trying to help its users achieve the goal of healthier financial life, giving much more detailed sense of where your purchases are, how your purchases are trending. I'm also saying that they will have lower interest rates and no penalty interest fees. I'm also unveiling something called Daily Cash. So anytime you would pay using your Apple Card, you get something called Daily Cash, which is a 2% of all of your purchases. If you're buying something from an Apple store, um, such as from one of those retail stores, you'd get 3% um, if it's from Apple Music or from that Apple retail store. Try to incentivize people to use this service. Um, but saying that this is a, a private, this is secure because they're working with all these different partners. Um, and this is all designed to give people more information about how and where they're spending. Oh, really? Apple oh, really? Huh. Daily cash, 2% cash back. Hmm. Who do you think that's going to attract? Right. If you ask me, I think this lead, this, this, what happens whenever they stop producing cards? What happens whenever they have only digital transactions where you have to use your phone to use Apple Pay and to use the Apple card, the Apple card? Does this mean now that Apple is becoming its own bank? They teamed up with Goldman Sachs to introduce this. That's the crazy thing. Let me get into this. It says, uh, Apple CEO Tim Cook said on Monday that the company's new credit card is uniquely positioned to make the most significant change in the credit card experience in 50 years. Some credit card experts are less excited. Frankly, I'm under I'm underwhelmed, said Ted Rossman, an industry analyst at creditcards.com. Quote, this card will get a lot of headlines, but its bark is greater than its bite. Many credit cards come with lower interest rates than the one that Apple is boasting, Rossman said. The rates on the Goldman Sachs Link credit card, which the company says... Uh, people in the U.S. will be able to access through their iPhones this summer, is expected to range from roughly 13% to 24%. There will be a physical card made of laser-etched titanium available. Average annual percentage rates on credit cards hover around 70% today. Rossman said some credit unions offer rates as low as 8%. This card, or the card, will feature in the company's digital wallet service and will provide, quote, a new level of privacy and security. Ha! That's like That's got to be a joke, right? These people, they got some sick humor. Privacy and security. App, Apple. Talking about privacy and security. That's funny. <laughs> you guys are funny. <laughs> wow. Uh, at this point, Apple isn't even sweetening the deal is isn't sweetening the deal with a zero percent introductory interest rate or or balance transfer offers, Rossman said. Reward-wise, the card is also lackluster, he said. The Apple Card grants 2% cash back on Apple Pay transactions, 3% on direct Apple purchases, and 1% on purchases with the physical card, according to the announcement Monday. Uh, the rewards are dispensed daily. Other cards, such as the City Double Cash Card, offers 2% cash back on all purchases, not just ones on Apple Pay, Rossman said. What's more, the U.S. Bank Altitude Reserve Visa Infinite card rewards mobile spending with 3% cash back or 4.5% off travel. That's really interesting. U.S. Bank offers better Apple Pay rewards than Apple. The Apple card might make sense for people who frequently shop at the, at the technology giant, said Matt Schultz. 
but for everybody else, not so much. So if you're one of those uh, Apple addicts that just have to have the latest thing from Apple, well, I'm sure that card's for you. <laughs> I'm sure slave factories in China are for you as well. And so this is, this is what I'm talking about. The cashless society, the technocracy, universal basic income, the mark of the beast, all that stuff. You see, you, you, you literally see that beta test versions of them rolling out right now. You see them just saying, hey, we're going to do this. Hey, we're going to do that. Hey, we're going to try this. But let's keep it real. And this is the article I wanted, I wanted to end this whole actual episode with. The United Nations wants a one world government within 10 years. Let me check my watch. Huh. It's 2019. If I add 10 years onto that, it'll only be 2029. But if I go one year further, then we'll be be there by 2030. Wait, I could have swore that. Isn't that the same time that like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez told me like that like the world's going to end? Wow, you're blowing my mind right now. What's going on? What's going on is the plan. When you hear me freaking out about Agenda 21, two years from now, Agenda 2030, uh, 11 years from now, Agenda 2050, you see, this is, this is the overarching plan. This is, this is what it is. They created Agenda 21 back in, like nine, in the 90s. And then they were like, you know what, we need to push even farther. This is the plan for global control. People... This post has 4,346 likes on it. Yet if people listen to the podcast, they would hear me say this all the time. Let's get into this. This is from Sean out of the lobby of Your Newswire. We put this up March 25th. It says the United Nations outlined a plan to implement a one-world government by the year 2030. The stunning admissions comes from a 2015 United 2015 UN document entitled Transforming Our World, the 2030 Agenda for Sustainable Development. AmericanThinker.com reports that in the 1960s, an informed but naive undergraduate I was walking around the campus of uh, uh, the University of Pennsylvania with the chairman of the chemistry department, Professor Charles C. Price. He told me that the president of the United World Federalists and asked if I knew what that organization was. When I said that I did not, he replied that they believed in a one world government that would grow out of the United Nations. I was nonplussed and as I had never heard anyone suggest that idea to me before. Uh, To me, the United Nations was a a benevolent organization dedicated to pressuring the world community in the direction of peace and to operating charitable programs to help the struggling and impoverished peoples of the world. I imagined the UN as a kind of united way on a worldwide scale. How would Professor uh, Price's vision of a new world government emerge? All there was a socialist, socialistic thread in, the, in its founding document, the United Nations was formed on a vision of human rights presented in the, quote, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, the UDHR, which placed the concept of rights at the forefront of progress of the world body. And the rights are the mainstay for uplifting human freedom and the dignity of the individual. The UDHR document followed many amazing documents that presented rights as a central concept of the post-feudal world. The English Declaration, or the Bill of Rights, in 1689, the Declaration of Independence, with its important and forceful assertion 
of inalienable natural rights, the powerful U.S. Bill of Rights enacted in 1791, and the French Declaration of Rights of Man and the Citizen in 1789. The word rights appears in almost every sentence of the 189 U.N. document. So we come full circle back to rights, rights. The government gave you rights. It's your rights. You have rights given to you by the government. So think about this. As I said before, any right or any law that is written to give you some form of a right can be taken just as quickly as it was bestowed upon you. No law can give you freedom. I hope I've etched that into your brain. No law can give you freedom. And what they're doing is just that. They're usurping our natural God-given rights to express our displeasement, not only with our living conditions, our socio-political structure. They're trying to usurp that. You're allowed to change yourself. You're allowed to change your life. But you can only do that by being informed. And you can't do that unless you make educated decisions. Essentially, what we're talking about right here with the United Nations trying to create this one-world government, right, is the New World Order. It's the Green New Deal. Your rights. Your right. Your right. You have a right to sit down, shut up, and take it. That's what they would prefer for you to do. So when we talk about censorship, when we talk about book burning, when we talk about everything that we do here on the show, it's to show you how you truly do have rights not bestowed upon you by the government and that you have to fight for them because they're trying at every single angle to try to usurp them from you. That's the overall goal. I'm trying to get to the, the continuation of this actual article, but it seems like there's so many comments I'm unable to do so uh, because out of the 4,000 the 4, people that are awake, there are massive numbers of, of comments. People are, people are awake to this type of stuff. While it might not be every day that people are exposing the New World Order, there's 520 comments on that post alone that suggest that people understand this. It's like half of the active audience, half of the active listening audience that actually gets it. 520 people who are like paying attention, seeing what's going on, who can read between the lines. And the only way they're able to take the only way they're able to, to carry this type of stuff out is through the guise of, of, of humanitarianism, of, of environmentalism. Oh, we care about the earth. Oh, we care about you and your rights. Oh, that's why they, like I said before, during the Covington uh, kids fiasco, they had, you had Davos going, you had uh, the World Economic Forum going on in Davos, Switzerland. You had the richest people in the world, not including Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos. You had some of the richest people in the world meeting in Switzerland to talk about global inequality. And now you have this thing about reparations. I'm not even going to touch that because we don't have time. That's like saying, yes, you've been a slave, and here's your, here's your pay, where you get certain rights because you've, you've, you've now entered this special class. You see, you have universal basic income, where it's, basically, it, it, it's essentially Social Security for any reason, just free money. And, how, and, and, and what's the point of that? To keep you domesticated, to keep you, uh, uh, in, to keep you unemployed so that you are a serf of the state, so that they have a reason to run these programs. You see, the idea of the one world government is so that they can take all your rights. That's why they focus so heavily on rights, to use the legalese to usurp them. 
And that's exactly where we find ourselves today, having to fight for the very simple right to exist. But the only way you can do that, as you've heard me say throughout the entirety of this, is to make informed and educated decisions. And my friends... That's exactly what we're trying to do with these episodes, with this content, and with everything else we're trying to do. For some strange reason, the episode wanted to cut out right there. However, this is Free Speech Flops, Medical Martial Law, and Techno Environmentalism. I know, we typically go over a whole lot more in a very, very complex way. But I wanted to give you guys, as always, a comprehensive view as far as what we're talking about, what's going on, the current time frame that we find ourselves in, and why we are all coming together. Believe it or not, this is a beautiful time. We have the tools at our disposal, uh, the wherewithal, the willingness, and the devotion to do the work that's required so that we can all move forward. Truly, it is an honor to be involved in your guys' life in this capacity. If this episode has helped you, or any of, the th- any of the stuff that we have talked about throughout the entirety has helped you, share it with a friend. Go to the website. Go to our, our pages. Find the content and talk with those amongst you. Now is the time where people are more receptive to hear this kind of information. And that's why it's upon us, those who have been at this forefront, to present it in the orderly fashion that we do so. However, guys, that's all I really have for you. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have it in the description bar below. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies and share truth. This is Noisera, Freedom Faction, out.
a can of soup, a meal in itself. All right, you can stay, but just for tonight. Excellent. And if they catch you here, I do not know you. You got it. You got it.